It's time now for the complete story with Dick Bott, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Dick Bott with today's complete story. I tell you what, folks, there is nothing, there is nothing that makes my batteries get all charged up more than springtime. Springtime is when everything is new, everything is fresh, everything is the beginning. We've passed winter. And everything is cold and barren and the trees are empty and everything else. And then springtime. And I'll tell you what that means to me. That means when you're working with young people, when you're encouraging young people and you're, you're, you're infusing into them the excitement of life and the potential of life. And, of course, finding God's purpose for a life that's so important. And when it's done... To a young person and with a young person, it is interactive. Why, then you have invested wisely because that will carry on through the entire lifetime. And a lady that we came to know a few years back, uh, Vivian Avery, and she had a desire to infuse in the mind and the heart of young people. At the time of Martin Luther King, that is the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday that he invested wisely in his life. It doesn't really matter how long your life is. That's God's determined that. Uh, The days of your life are already numbered. The day you were born or maybe the day you were conceived is how you spend those days and what you do with them. So Vivian Avery, she wanted the young people in her area of the greater Kansas City area to kind of catch the vision that there is a purpose to their life and that they need to invest it wisely. So she started a contest in the Olathe Public School System, an essay contest. But anyway, she's in the studio here, and we have some other guests. But Vivian, tell us just a little bit about that. When did you start it, and how did it grow? Well, the idea Speak came right about. Up now. Oh, well, the idea came about 17 years ago. I had uh, younger children of my own then, and I wasn't quite certain that they were understanding their history, the the history of Dr. King, uh, or just history in general. And I didn't feel that they were getting all that in the schools. So uh, it was decided that uh, a contest was going to be held so I could kind of gauge what the students knew about the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, as well as history that pertained to them. Yes. So what happened? You started it out then, I suppose. Well, we started We started the contest. We had 12 students that entered. That was 17 years ago. This was out of the entire Olathe School District. Uh, we started with just simply an essay contest. Most of the essays that we received were about uh, I Have a Dream uh-huh. because that is what the students knew about. That's yeah. basically all they had heard well, about. They didn't know that much about the dream, but they did have it. They heard that phrase and they attached it to him. They're right. They heard that phrase and they heard the speech, and that was all. Uh-huh. So we um, continued um, trying to encourage them to learn even more about Dr. King. Uh-huh. So the uh, school district at that time, after uh, a few years, uh, about three or four years, they included this particular contest in their curriculum, and the interest grew. It really grew among the students. 
So from 17 years ago and 12 students to this past year, this current year, where we had over 4,300 students out of the uh, school district participate in the competition was really uh, something that I don't want to say it surprised me, but it has encouraged me and told me that I've done the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you tell you what, the surprise comes when you feel good about what you've done because of the fruit, the fruit and the crop. You know, people go planting seeds in the spring, but it never is quite as much fun as the harvest in the fall. You're right. So that's what you found because let's get on to it. Now, this year, this year you had how many entries? 4,300. 4,300. That includes essay writing contest and multimedia and what else? Visual arts. Visual arts. Isn't that something when you have a young person and you kind of get them turned on a little bit and they want to learn something? I suppose that's what a, that's what we just had. We just had this big football game, you know, and uh, there was a lot of interest in that. Wasn't it? Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Isn't that part of human nature? Who's going to win? I want to be good at that. And that sort of thing. So the essay contest, what was the slogan this year that was so important? The theme this year was a purpose greater than myself. Now, all the themes are chosen every year based on the writings of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Reverend Reverend. Dr. Martin Luther King, because he was a pastor of Dexter Avenue Baptist Church in Birmingham. And his father was a pastor of the big church in uh, in Atlanta. You're absolutely right. So he was a preacher's kid. Yes, he was. Brought up right. He sure, certainly was. <laughs> and now his niece is Alveda King, and she's all over the country. And um, it's, it's wonderful. But anyway, that's how something can spread, isn't it? So this year it was a purpose greater than myself. So that topic was given to the students so they could interpret that and tell us how that affects them in their everyday life, um, how it affects them as far as goals and ideals that they have for the world in general. Yeah. All right. And uh, now listen, um, we're going to introduce one of the winners, one of the first place winners in the multimedia. Uh, category, I think it was, wasn't it? Yes, sir. Uh, Lelina Estebine. But you know what? Before Lelina Estebine, she's in that ninth grade. Why then? I'm on her mother is in the studio here because I'm telling you, I'm looking at the face of a proud mama. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure that she has a word to say before we introduce our primary guest. But anyway, um, Christy. Get right up into the microphone here. Just kind of pull it over to her a little bit there. Get right into it. Uh, tell us a little bit about your daughter and the entry. Did she talk it over with you, or did she come home and say, I think I want to do this? Or how did you even raise her? She's in the ninth grade. So when she was in the second grade, third grade, fifth grade, I imagine she was. you were her mother, so she was learning things at home, and you were encouraging her. Tell us just a little bit about that. Well, Lilina has been writing since she was could talk. <laughs> I remember at home, she would tell stories before she could even write, and I would write them out for her. And then she would draw her pictures. And so she's been telling stories and um, 
you know, writing songs and just whatever is coming into her mind, she's been putting that out there since the moment she could probably talk. Yeah. And now she's in the ninth grade. Yep. And she entered this contest. Yes. And uh, did she talk to you about it or what she had in mind or was she pretty excited about it? Yes, she was very excited. She actually entered the contest for the first time last year, Mm -hmm. and she won first place in multimedia at the junior high level, and she was really excited about that. And so then when this year came along, she was ready to go. She was trying to think of what she wanted to say. Let me ask you this question. Do you think God has a plan for her life? Oh, yes, most definitely. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. God has a plan for each life. The question is, will we seek him out and find out what that plan is? And then we will be right in the slot, right where we should be. And life just goes forward. Well, anyway, let's turn to our primary guest then, (laughs) Uh, Lalina Estebein. Am I saying that right? Lalina Estabin. Estabin, all right. Lalina Estabin. Tell us just a little bit about what you had in mind in writing this this entry speech. Well, um, actually, this year's theme, because I did it last year as well, and last year's theme was Love Illuminates Life, and I feel like that one was a lot easier for me than this year's theme of Purpose Greater Than Myself, because a purpose greater than myself is something that we all struggle with, finding where we are supposed to be in life, what, what it is that we're supposed to do. And so... It, writing this was kind of a journey for me as well. I start off the poem talking about life for many people anywhere in the world, living, trying to go fast enough to keep up with what's happening in the world around us, and then just stopping and taking a moment to look around at all of the beautiful things that we can see, that we can take part in if we slow down and just think about the things that are greater than ourselves, like love, freedom liberty um in our communities as well as around the world yeah i see i like that greater than ourselves uh it's it comes natural that we are very interested in ourselves mm-hmm. yes that's kind of comes with the package doesn't it yeah. that comes. but when you want to find a purpose in life that's greater than mm-hmm. yourself that's really fulfillment uh, and, and you're how old? I know you're in the ninth grade. Um, I just recently turned 15. So you're just now 15 mm-hmm. years of age. Yes. When did you start having thoughts of this sort? I mean, this seems very mature. Um, ever since I can remember, I think I've been thinking about what I want to do with what I speak. Because a lot of people, they look at the world and they see people. Mm-hmm. But I look at the world and I see stories, and I see emotions, and to find a way to use that has been both my burden and my gift. And so ever since I can remember, I've been struggling to learn how to use that to the greatest benefit. Do you you write stories also? Yes, I write write just about everything under the sun. I've, um, most of the time I write poetry. Uh I also write novels and short stories when I can. How about history? History, yes, I, um, I love history. Um, I've written, I've started writing musicals about history. I've started writing alternative histories. Um, but history, I think, plays a large part in what I write in any form because 
if we, history repeats itself, as we all know, and looking at those who have gone before can definitely tell us how we can give us some guidance, at least, in how we go from well, maybe how we should not go. Yeah. So, history is yeah. filled with many things. Mm-hmm. And if a person doesn't understand history, mm-hmm. they'll never really understand the moment. Yeah. And if you don't understand those two things, how on earth do you decide which way you want to go? Exactly. So it's all important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But I am just fascinated that you in the ninth grade, just now 15 years of age, already have... Um, your mother and your father, between the two, of course, a mother is a mother and a father is a father. Yeah. But have they both had a part in 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 your life, and um, and um, molding you to such an extent? Yes, definitely. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have the support system that I have to be able to do what I'm doing. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't have the guidance or support without them. Yeah. Tell me one other thing before we go to the next level here. Uh, your friends. Mm-hmm. See, I have always said, now I'm an old guy, you can see <laughs> that, but the audience, I'm an old guy, but I want, I've always said if you want to really see your son or daughter for the truth of it, look at their friends. Mm-hmm. See where they're hanging around. <laughs> and if you examine that, then you'll find mm-hmm. the truth about what your own son and daughter really is. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, you know, it's kind of hard you ask a mother about their child, why well, that's that's always a perfect child, you know. That's a, you don't get that that um, that proper opinion, but you look at the friends, mm-hmm. and then you see the child. Do you find that your friends also take life pretty? Um, I don't want to say seriously in a somber way, mm-hmm. but take it seriously in a fun way of preparation. I think they do. Yeah, all of my friends, um, most of them. I have a lot of friends, but the, cl- the more close friends I have. We're all involved in theater or writing or art in some form or some way. And I think we all are just looking at the world around us, trying to find how we fit into it and how to make it for the better. All right. I think we ought to let our listeners now hear your entry uh, in the contest that won first place. In that, was that the junior high level? No, that was at the high school level. That was at the high school level. All right, folks. Here is the entry that won first place in the high school level. Hello, my name is Lilina Estabin. I'm a freshman at Olathe Northwest. Dawn breaks, we wake, off to work, can't be late, alarm rings, computer brings, nice shoes, shiny things, stoplights, horrid sights, just another street gang fight, look past, walk fast, nothing in this world will last, stop. The world is spinning seemingly with no end or beginning drop. The weapons of heels and investments for just one second and just wait. Look around, you hear that sound. Isn't it just great? Millions of hearts, their stops and starts different parts, and yet somehow the same, it makes everything else seem small. Compared to that sound of life, a call that is greater than us all to not just the heartbeat, but the life behind it, you don't have to look too hard to find it. And once you do, you can never unspark the light that is ignited in your soul. Your very bones have drive to live for once instead of just survive. Why would anyone choose that empty life to just be when you could be alive? So many are stuck on the corporate ladder fighting for ways to excel. But there are things to fight for, die for, thrive for bigger than ourselves. There is love like nothing you've ever seen. A future that will blow your mind and... How about equality, humanity, mankind, children waiting up at night for answers that they're told will never come, 
the lies we feed our kids with the excuses that they're young. What about the young? What about those who have gone before? What about the people we adore, those we would gladly give our lives for? What about the people on the street, desperate for a little change? How about change, a second chance? Would that really be so strange? How about getting guns back in the range instead of on the street? To the mother that's still mourning, boys too scared to fall asleep. The wars we should be waging aren't always overseas. But the things in our communities, the battles you can't always see. I know hunger won't be solved by one book or loaf of bread, but we have to start somewhere. And I believe effort does spread. Peace may not come in our lifetimes, and there's not much of it that's true. But it's going to take all of us, every one of us, me and you. And if we can inch forward this way, something will finally be done. Over time, the divide will heal and we can all become one. There are many who have gone before. We think we'll never be that compelled. But it all begins and ends with a purpose greater than ourselves. Dawn breaks. We wake. Finally, for a larger sake, bells ring. Children sing. Look at the beauty we can bring. Out of our heads and into the streets, remind people of their heartbeat. Face facts, reverse the collapse. I have faith this world will last because we are the world, and we're still alive. All right. As you have heard that, uh, that was pre-recorded before the broadcast, what thoughts did you have that must have been special to you to hear that back as you delivered it to the audience that evening? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm as I was looking at it, because writing a poem is, for me at least, is kind of like putting together a puzzle when you have, especially when you have a, such a theme like a purpose greater than myself. You start out with some parts, like maybe the, be- the beginning, a little towards the end, and then you have to fill in with what you know and what you discover along the way as you're writing it. And so w- sitting there after presenting it and watching it play back on the big screen for everybody to watch, it's... It's incredible just to see, wow, I, I did that. Um, have you at 15, of course, you experienced a lot, but life is a series of mountaintops and valleys. Yes. A person who assumes it's going to be a straight course is probably more than naive. They're going to be very disappointed. But life is a series of mountaintop experiences. I mean, that is part of it. And I never, never, never uh, want to take away the laughter and the joy and the exhilaration of something wonderful. But also, there are those valley experiences, you see, that are out there. And they come their way. And, uh, and then you have trust and you have faith that takes you through that because there is light at the end of the tunnel. Did you ever hear of Corrie ten Boom? Uh, no, I don't think so. I believe she was from Austria. And uh, her father was a watchmaker. And uh, then during the days of the Nazis and World War II and that sort of thing, why, uh, why her parents, they hid Jewish people up in the attic of their home. Wow. And the father, who was the watchmaker, why he then, you know, went about his business, but he was looking out for somebody else, and he wasn't even Jewish. But he knew how important that was, that those lives were important. Now, I met Corey Ten Boom um, some years ago. She's been home with the Lord a long time now. But I remember she said when she was in the concentration camp, her father had died, her mother had died. I don't know what other relatives, but she and her sister Betsy were in the concentration camp, 
And Betsy used to comfort her and say, Corey, when the worst is here, the best is yet to come. And I heard Corey Ten Boom say that it was that that gave her courage and bolstered her faith to get through that. Billy Grimm made a film of her life story after that was all over. But I thought at the time, little Corey Ten Boom didn't know that. He did. He, she didn't know that she was going to be a world-famous speaker and that Billy Graham was going to make a movie out of her life story. She didn't know any of that. All she knew was that moment. And it was what she clung to when the worst is here and the valley is deepest. Then the best is yet to come. So you at 15 years old have had some of these feelings of up and down, I suppose, where there's been lots of joy and laughter and things mm -hmm. to have fun about. But you probably had a few disappointments, I suppose, yeah. along the way. Um, yes, there's there's been countless times I can remember that I've had to keep pushing through it. And my friends, my parents, they've all helped me through those times. Some of them like my friends, without even knowing that they were helping me through those times. And it's been hard, but with the Lord and with hope, you can get through it. I'm going to ask our producer, Ken Monroe here, to find that Bill Gaither. Have you ever heard that Bill Gaither song, I Am a Promise? No, I, I don't think I've so. used that. I used that on another program a while back, but I'm going, to, I'm going to want to use that again because every young person is, every young person is a promise. Mm -hmm. A promise potential. And God is a plan. There's just no doubt about mm -hmm. that. But God has given you special talent and ability. Now, I don't know. You probably, do you play soccer? <laughs> My family plays soccer. Oh, Not, I used to play soccer, but I found out very, very soon that it wasn't my it calling. Was, exactly. See, it wasn't. Now, they say in the Bible, train up a child in the way he should go. And that doesn't mean... His way is is your way. Somebody says, train up a child in the way he goes, so I'm going to have hockey players. <laughs> Everybody's going to play hockey. No, no, no. Each person has that talent. Each person has that bent. Each person, God has prepared for a certain thing, you see, to do in life, something they really enjoy doing. Music is like that. All kinds of things that a person has a certain um, innate draw, talent, for that and that's what I think that really means give way to that give way to that and uh, and then let a person be the very best at whatever it is that God has prepared them to do mm -hmm. so do you see yourself as a writer or how on down the road um, I see myself as a writer yes but um, I also have other talents like um, I also see myself as an engineer um, I'm not sure exactly which field. I'm looking into mechanical engineering, but that could change. Mm -hmm. um, right now I'm in the engineering academy at Olathe Northwest, and I think that um, all I know for sure is that I want to make a difference, whether that be through writing or through engineering, which would be more of a direct yeah. difference-making. Let me ask you this. Your mom and dad, but your mom has been a teacher. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if the biggest difference that she has made is in her teaching or her mothering of you. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Now, there is no higher calling. 
Mm -hmm. to be someone's mom or to be someone's dad. And that goes down forward through the generations yet to come. So your mom has invested well in the lives of other children mm -hmm. through her teaching skills and preparation, but also what she has planted deeply in your heart from little on. Do you have that song, Ken? I just love this. I, I want to I wanna just have us take a moment because when you put time into the life of a child, I want you to listen to the joy I want you to listen to the excitement. I want you to think about springtime and the flowers coming up out of the soil. Here it is. You are a promise. You are a possibility. You are a promise with a capital P. You are a great big bundle of potentiality. And if you listen, you will hear God's voice, and if you try it, He'll help you make the right choices. You're a promise to be anything He wants you to be. You know what? It doesn't matter who you are, where you live, what your name is, or what you look like. You might be six or 66 and still wondering what you're going to be when you grow up. Maybe you're still waiting for your best dreams to come true. Whatever happens, don't stop dreaming and keep on working to make those dreams come true. That's called becoming, and that's what life is all about. When God made you, he filled you with more potential than you could use in a lifetime. And he has a very special plan for what you can become. So dream God's dreams. You can be anything God wants you to be. Listen. You can go anywhere that he wants you to go. We can go anywhere. You can go anywhere God wants you to go. You can be anything that he wants you to be. I can be anything. Anything he wants you to be. You can make the right choice. How can I make the right choice? Hey, I know life is complicated, but God's word can teach you to make the right choice. You can hear God's voice. I can hear God's voice. You can hear God's voice if you take the time to really listen. You can climb the high mountain. You can climb life's highest mountain. You can cross the white sea. You can cross any sea. You're a great big promise. I'm a promise. You're a great big promise, you see. If you're working with young people, it's springtime always, isn't it? Vivian, uh, thank you for, for whatever vision and, and desire 
uh, that God gave you to, to work with young people and be an encouragement. I wanted to add uh, one other thing, Mr. Bott. Lilena not only won first place in our competition in multimedia this year, but she was also the winner of the best, best of, show. of show. And that's quite a feat when you consider that you're going up against 4,300 other students and you come out the winner plus best of show. Yeah. This, this young lady is so talented. And uh, she has a gift, and I am so glad that she is using it. Yeah. All right. Well, turn that microphone over to Mom now because I want to say thank you, Mom, for putting time not only in your teaching of other people's children, but also putting time into Lena's life and that sort of thing. I don't suppose it was a lot of money. I don't suppose it was a lot of privilege. I don't suppose it was a lot of, of a fancy this or that or the other thing, but it was time spent with the child. Right, exactly, time. That's what it is. Yeah, and Lelena, God has a plan for your life, and you're already seeking it. You're writing about it and looking into it, and uh, we want to we want to keep in touch with you. All See right. how it all works out. Okay. This is Dick Bott with his special complete story and I'll see you later.